After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Tonight is January 22, 2006. This is Evan's Journal coming to you live from Honolulu, Hawaii. I know it's been a few weeks since I did the last journal, and there's really no excuse. Uh, I could give you the excuse that I was busy, which I have been, but I, I doubt that's going to make any real difference anyway. So this journal will probably have more information than some of the others. However, please bear with me. A few weeks back, I had a meeting with Joan Bennett. And she is the owner of Bennett Group, which is a PR firm uh, here in Honolulu, Hawaii. The way that this meeting was set up is that Lee Tokuhara, who's now Lee Amodo, uh, who I went to school with in the executive MBA program, works at Joan Bennett uh, or Bennett Group. And she's in PR. So we've been talking and, and she had asked if some of her clients could maybe come on the show and I said you know that'd be a good idea if they fit into the profile you know why not and what happened was we ended up getting a chance to meet with uh, her boss okay the reason I wanted to talk about this was because it was a pretty sad thing how late I was I was coming back from Kailua I got stuck in traffic so I was already late and I was on the phone with them and I said you know I'm late I'm coming I'm almost there so I drove into finally got into town I was about 15 or so 20 minutes late I got into the parking lot I changed into uh, uh, or actually I parked the car and then I changed into my my shoes only to find out that the only shoes I had in there were my blue Crocs that have the holes in it so I was like oh my gosh so I, I just put them on anyways grabbed all my stuff went up it was Luraku so I went up the elevator and I looked around the restaurant and I couldn't find anybody so I I got on the phone and I called them up and I said, Hey, where are you guys? You guys at Luraku, right? She said, No, we're at Palomino. All right, good one, Leong. So then I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to get down there. So I went down, back up in my car, traveled on Alamoana Boulevard, which was also blocked with traffic. I was 40 minutes late to this meeting. So. I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is just terrible. I'm going to make Lee look extremely bad. She's the one who set up this meeting. Uh, this is this is really a bad, bad move. Um, but what happened was it, it actually turned out fine. They had been discussing you know, their own business, and I just got right to the point, did the pitch, showed them what was going on, and the meeting went really well. So we have another discussion very soon to talk about what kind of... Um, arrangement can we do with their company maybe uh, they can do some PR for us maybe we can do some stuff for them we'll see how this whole thing uh, pans out but that would be kind of interesting if we had a, a PR firm handling our PR okay so what's the true measure of value okay I know why I wrote this thing last week was especially trying week for me um, a lot of it has to do with with an issue that I caused but you know what can you really say anyways I, I've been in negotiations in terms of um, trying to cut another partnership type trade deal with our company and then another. 
The problem with that is is the person who I was dealing with asked me to send them our rack rate, which I did. I sent them the rack rate. We, fine. This is a point of you know, negotiation. Then the guy comes back and tells me that he doesn't think that we're worth what um, what the value's on there. He does he doesn't think we can justify it. Sends me all these things that he needs to have in terms of metrics and data and so on. Tells me that he's been in um, media and and radio and and all that and and he knows better than me. Okay, yeah, great, whatever. So I said, okay, why don't we do this then? Let's compare what I get in cash versus what you get in cash. And he said, no, I don't think so. I don't want to do that. I'm like, why not? That's the easiest measure of value is what you actually get in cash. He said, no, because you're not worth it. So in my opinion, the way that that looked to me was like you go into a car dealership. Let's say it's a Lexus. And the sales rep says, okay, the ES330 cost you uh, $34,000. And then you tell him, nah, I don't think so because I can go and buy a Chevy for twelve grand." Uh, cars get me from point A to point B, anyways. Um, so I think you should do it at at this at this rate. Well, nonetheless, that's how I looked at it. I don't know, I may be mistaken, but I was offended. I mean, I thought that this is just absolutely ridiculous. This should should be an a very simple negotiation because of the circumstances, which I can't go into fully because it's kind of sensitive. But I mean, what's the deal with that? It didn't make sense to me. So I said, you know what? Just do this. Send me an offer. Let, let's see how what, what you're thinking. The offer was just unbelievable. They cut down my value by 70% and then asked me for cash alongside with that. So I wrote an email, and the email was aggressive. I'm not going to mince my words on that. It was fairly aggressive. I was pretty upset, I got to say. And then the email that came back to me was equally aggressive, but personal. So that negotiation is now at a standstill, a halt. Um, I don't, I don't know where it's going to go from here. But you know what? What is the true measure of value? I think it's what cash you're getting, and I guess we have a differing in, in opinion. I wish it could be more amiable. I am willing to, you know compromise somewhat but I mean I don't want to be felt like I'm t- getting taken to the cleaner so anyways I don't know that's just how it's going Star Bulletin a midweek launch that thing has gone extremely well for us so far uh, every week we've changed it up a little bit and you guys should see that I think it's primarily on Saturday's paper in the A section I guess we haven't gotten the business section but it's in the A section typically at the bottom of the page uh, you'll see the various articles that we have in there and, you know, they've been pretty good so far. The response has been good. I know the mayor's one, he mentioned that he saw it in there and he liked it. Um, yeah, so the response on that thing has been pretty good. Mayor Mufi's interview, Mufi Hanneman, was really funny because what happened was Mufi came in a little bit late. I mean, the mayor's working 80 hours a week. That's fine. He He's late. So as we're waiting for him, Jeff Coelho, who's his um, managing director, or I guess maybe they have... You know, maybe the changing positions nowadays, but he's the managing director and he came in, talked to us. What happened is Jeff Coelho used to run a number of radio stations, uh, we found out. And Mufi had a radio show every Saturday called, I think it was called um, Saturday Sunrise or, or something like that. And Jeff kind of gave us the inside scoops on, on the questions that the mayor's not normally asked. So when the mayor finally came, he, he looked he looked tired. I mean, he's going through a lot of 
things in terms of what's going on with the city. I guess the property tax issue and all that kind of stuff that's been going on around here. So we don't want to get into that. We don't care. The other media can get into that. We want to know about who's the mayor. You know, what was your childhood like? You know, what inspires you to do this kind of stuff? What kind of talents do you have, you know, outside of your professional talents? So we started with the normal questions and we're talking about, you know, why did you want to be mayor and what does a mayor do? And then Carrie said, well, I heard you had a radio show and his eyes started to light up. He kind of gave us that look like, I don't know where you guys got this from, but, you know, I'll go with it. So he's answering the questions. And then she tells him, hey, I hear you do a good Dick Clark imitation. Can you do one of those for us? He's kind of looking at us like, what? So we will go into the break. And in the break, um, he was talking. He's like, man, you guys are getting some interesting questions. And we told him, yep, that's what happens when you send Jeff Coelho early and you come late. He's like, oh, man, I knew it. I knew it. But the interview was real, real funny because toward the end, he did his impersonations of Governor Ariyoshi and uh, and the uh, Senator Inoy, and then he finished with a song. So it was really a funny, funny interview. It was a different side of the mayor that I don't think most people see. And if you hear it, I think you'll be impressed because it's gotten quite a bit of downloads so far. Um, broadcast mistakes. The other week, I don't know, they've been having some issues with the computer. So if you tried to catch us at 8 in the morning, I guess it was played at... Nine in the morning, or they or they had a a glitch with the um, computer system playing the wrong show. Anyways, I think that stuff's been fixed now, so it sh- it should be okay. Typically, eight in the morning on Saturday, eight in the night on Wednesday. Tough negotiations. I think I went through this with the um, true measure of value, but you know another thing can be said about tough negotiations. I don't mind if the negotiations are based on pure merit. That's justifiable, but I'll tell you what, once it starts getting personal, it's really, really hard to back off, and I don't know, maybe that's a fault of mine, but I just have a really hard time backing off. Pacific Century Fellows, the uh, Friday of last week and also Thursday night was a real interesting um, Pacific Century Fellows. You guys are never going to guess who was there? Um, well, you probably will if you read the show notes. But we had Government Day for Pacific Century Fellows, and that consists of us meeting with State Senate, City Council, um, Campaign Spending Commission, various speakers, and it gives us a chance to get a good overall feel for how the government works. Well, at lunchtime, on the list was Ed Case, Congressman Ed Case, Congressman Neil Abercrombie. Mayor Hanneman and Jennifer Sabas, who is uh, Daniel Inouye's, I guess, chief of staff for Hawaii office. And we were kind of debating whether they were going to actually come or not because Ed Case on Thursday had announced that he's going to uh, run for the uh, the um, Senate seat for Akaka, Daniel Akaka. And that caused a bunch of, you know, um, excitement within the media and so on. And I tell you, man, it was something else. I can't go into too much detail, but if you're in the the fellows, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That was an eye-opening experience in itself. So, I don't know. You guys should apply for that program if if you're not uh, in it already. Chinatown Chinese New Year celebration has gone unbelievably well. If you've listened to the past uh, journals, you'll hear 
some frustration in, in terms of how it's gone. I mean, it's, it's been a very hard process the whole way through. There's been issues that come up. There's been fighting that's happening. But all in all, it all came together at the end. And I tell you what, the media has been extremely helpful with this. We're, we had an article um, last Friday. We had uh, the people on television on, on Friday as well. There's people going on television and more articles coming out. It's just been it's just been awesome. And then we went down to the events and and saw how packed it was. I mean, it was absolutely jam-packed down there. It was amazing. So I, I don't know. It's the first time I've ever been to one of those events, so I can't say whether it was more crowded or less crowded, but the feedback I was getting is that the turnout and the support has been just wonderful with this effort. So everybody was really pleased with it. A funny thing... Um, on this whole project is that the the dog who's doing the dog bounty hunter a guy named Jim Brennan had called me because I guess he got my info from the press release and he asked if the dog could be a part of this um, celebration somehow so we got him squared away with the the parade dog was able to get in there in the parade and and it's funny because it's year of the dog you know Chinese zodiac is year of the dog and the A&E television film crew was out there too so we might be able to get some national television exposure for this event as well. Man, that's awesome. What I'm lo- I'm thinking for this year, if everybody agrees, we can give a national, international push to make this a, a tourist draw the same way the Aloha festivals are. And I guess in the month of January, there's really not that much going on here in, you know, in terms of tourism, so that would be a great thing to focus on to bring additional people here to participate in this uh, New Year's celebration because it was awesome. I mean, first time I've gone to it, it was just awesome. I wanted to touch a little bit about outsourcing. And we do outsourcing already in terms of web and fulfillment and, and all that kind of stuff, phone calls for for majority of our businesses. But now we're going even a step further because this Greater Good Radio program has grown so fast, so quick that I'm absolutely inundated with tasks that I'm not necessarily that good at. A lot of the writing, there's a lot of writing that needs to be done, a lot of audio engineering that needs to be done, along with running the business, booking the people, managing, doing the interviews. There's so many things going on right now that I tell you, I have not been getting very much sleep. I'm not on my regular exercise schedule. I'm a little bit cranky and... That's where the outsourcing thing comes in. My friend, um, Matt, who is has been in the Philippines back and forth quite a bit, setting up his out office for outsourcing, he was initially going to do outbound calls uh, for you know customer service type calls and surveys and so on for companies that you know didn't want to handle it in-house and couldn't afford to do it um, at the rates that are here in the States. He would offer that, and they set up a interesting technology system for that. The um, thing that I had him do for us, I said, I need a writer. I need an audio engineer. He said, okay. And he went in and ran all the ads. They went, they're going to hire the people. We contract with their company. So far, it's been an absolutely pleasant experience. I mean, just the most pleasant hiring or or I guess I don't know what you call it, employee, because it's not really our employee. So... It, but for finding the you know worker, it's just been absolutely pleasant so far. So the person hasn't started yet. We're making the offer, the the offer, 
and so on. And I'll let you know how that goes. But I'll tell you what. We give him an assignment. And this is a guy who I believe is in his early 20s, uh, Philippine-born, educated um, in Australia. He went to undergraduate school in Australia. But the writing he did was just excellent. Excellent. And hopefully this whole thing, you know, ends up working out. Uh, and that's what I put get off my plate. I need to get a lot of things off my plate, a lot of taskmaster type stuff, so that we can get to the more important value add, the more creative, the more imaginative things, the business development, the um, strategy, and focus of where the company is going instead of the task stuff. And that's really the true thing when I'm talking about outsourcing is that a lot of small businesses that I've talked to don't really believe that they can do outsourcing. They think it's for the big guys, the guys sending a 1,000 people to the call center at um, Infosys or, or huge tech outsourcing. You know, it could be three engineers. I know there's local um, architecture companies here that have outsourced their plan design and so on to Philippines for the last 10 years. And there's people doing all types of things. So... If you are owning a business, this is something you may want to look into. Um, if you if you don't own a business and you work in a, a job, you may want to keep your eyes open because a lot of the task-based stuff is going to be outsourced. I mean, it's just very, very hard to compete on that. The area that you can compete on is the value add, the um, creativity, the people, the relationships. And things that are, you know, really, really tough to hand off to someone else. So I'll keep you guys posted. This is another very full week of interviews and work and business, trying to get taxes done. Man, just got to keep on going. Okay, thanks a lot. Talk to you guys later. Allah.